Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. So I want to give you three stories. I want to show you three pictures. Go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. I want to show you the story of, of, of Joshua. And I want to tell it from a position that you can understand. Joshua was Moses' assistant. You see that there? For 40 years. Everybody say out loud, 40 years. How many of you, how many of you in here are younger than 40 years? I want to put your hand up. Okay, that's ex- excellent. How many of you have, ha- have a 40-year relationship? Put your hand up. Beside your parents. Okay, now let me show you something. So, he has, Joshua has been with Moses for 40 years. One day, Moses is told by God, I want you to speak to this rock. He had already gotten water in one of the stopping places. And the Bible says in, the, in that stopping place, he spoke to the rock. But the second time he was so mad at the people, he struck the rock. God said, mm, I need to talk to you. God pulled him aside and God says to him, he said, this was going to happen. He said, Moses... Because you did not give glory to me in front of the people, you won't go in the promised land with them. He said, Aaron, and because you helped him, you're not going either. They both said, yes, Lord. He said, you're going to die in the wilderness. The day that Moses died, there was no warning. God didn't send an envoy to say, Moses, today's the day. No, the Spirit of God spoke to Moses like he always did. He said, come to Mount Nebo. And Moses, instead of taking his assistant, says to Joshua, I will be back. And he walks out and he comes up on Mount Nebo and God says, today is the day. And he says, Moses, I want to show you the layout of the promised land. From Mount Nebo, he says, that's where Gad is going to be. He, said, he says, Judah is going to be over here and Dan will be over there. He says, we're going to divide. And God showed him, he said, that the tribe of the half tribe of Benjamin and Ephraim, they're going to be over. And he starts showing the layout of the land. When God showed him the layout of the land, the Bible says that Moses dropped dead. He never came back. When God shows up, watch this now. The Bible says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to um, Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead, full stop. God didn't say, I'm going to give you a minute. Now, you have to understand something. God said, Moses, notice the language. He didn't say, Moses, your leader or your mentor. He says, Moses, my servant is dead. What God did was God reminded him that Moses belonged to me. I I loaned him to you for 40 years. He gave you everything you needed. Now you're on your own. Now, you say, God, that's so. Why didn't God give him a minute to transition? Here's why. Because at this point, there are, there are probably up to 40 stopping points. Joshua had walked through 40 stopping points already on the way to the promised land. What was happening? Remember the words I gave you? See, epigonosco is the kind of knowledge that God drops into your heart. You don't know how you know it, but you know it. It's a revelation. But Gnosko is fragmented knowledge. It means God will put some information here and tell you stop there. 
Then he puts him in his He's ordering your steps. And he says, stop here. Why is God having me stop in these hard places? Why am I stopping in the land of not enough? Why, I'm stop, why is he stopping me in places where there's no water? I, I'm always thirsty. I'm always discouraged and depressed. You know what he's doing? You are gathering information as you go. Gnosko is fragmented information. You don't know it all, but you will know some stuff. And you gather as you go. And then you get to a certain place and put it together. You go, oh my God. I didn't know this back then. You are beating yourself up for not knowing how to leave. And the only way you know that you are wrong now is because you've gathered information as you're going forward. So in this, God says to him, he says, Moses, my servant is dead. He said, therefore, the time has come. The time has come for you. The time has come for you. The time has come for you. Say the time has come for me. Say that last. Say the time has come for me. How long are you going to sit out there? I'm about to get you. Do you know you, we are a predominantly black church? Predominantly. Normally in the hood, anybody ever lived in the hood? Normally in the hood, you don't have the best of nothing. I know I, used, I lived in the hood for years. We have the best facility in the city. I ain't just telling you. Ain't a whole lot of churches right here worshiping in a $10 million facility. We got stuff in here that we never learned to use seven years down the road. I'm about the, the building across the street that's sitting empty. I'm stopping uplift the end of this month. I'm going to tell you why I'm doing it. I'm going to tell you how I knew it's time to transition. When, we were, when we were, we've been sending out uplift for eight years... Paying over $5,000 a month to bless people across the nation. When we told them, we said, I said to them, I said, hey, um, you know, the, the prices went up. They literally doubled. I think they went from like $5,000 plus to $11,000 a month. And then, uh, 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 that was too much. I told my people, we're not doing that. We're not paying that. So we cut back to three times. A, three, we're doing a text three days a week. And then we moved to the app. We told all the people, listen, switch to the app and you'll get them every day. You know the responses I got? People are like, I ain't downloading your church app. I don't know about you, but sometimes when God talked to me, I know it's the Lord because my response ain't saved response. I'm like, what? What did you just say? And I have to get back in the spirit for the proper response. My thing is like, so, so let's get this right. So I did the math. Over eight years, I spent $600,000 to bless you. And I'm telling you that the app only cost me $175 a month to, ble- to keep blessing you. You're telling me that I don't keep in a text. You know what? You just ended your blessing. So, Pastor, what you going to do? I was praying, saying, God, what what do we do moving forward? I've been praying for six months. And the Lord showed me something. He said, video is a new thing for you. He said, that building, I said, what do we do with a building across the street? God says, you're going to take it, you're going to turn part of it into a recording place for uh, television, like a sit-down set. Another part of it is going to be for like a quick video set. And he says, you're going to have editing in there as well. Why are we doing that? There's a couple of reasons. Number one, that's how our ministry is shifting. But let me tell you about you. You know, you've sat in this church. You're little kids. I told you. Do you know some of you, your kids could have went to school for video? They could have walked into their college classroom with stuff they learned in their church. We got the stuff willing to teach you. I don't know what I'm going to do. What about serving in the house of the Lord? What? A- <laughs> 
this is what other people are doing. They, they're not here anymore. Now the Bible says, therefore the time has come for you. The time has come for you. The time has come for you. You're you going to sit there and say, well, I don't know if I could do it. You see, that's the thing. Where the, the part about the goings out is, they, the Bible says about Israel that they came out as an army. God had a marching in formation. You know what? They couldn't fight. The reason that God led them the way he led them is because he did not want them to face a battle. Why? They couldn't fight. They were still slaves looking like an army. But when God brings you out, he doesn't care what you were when you were back in. He knows what he's going to make of you. Don't sit there and let the devil tell you you can't do it. Come on. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I could, somebody say, you know, somebody, some, some hater going to say, come on, he's just saying that because let me tell you something about me. And I want to be clear. And this is, this, is the third, this, is, this is foolishness, what I'm about to do. But Paul said, please endure my folly. So start the clock, I'm going to get 30 seconds of folly. You ready? Clock started. I don't need to be in Dothan. I'm going to help you out with something. I didn't buy my PhD. I earned mine. They're hiring people like me. If I put out there and say, you know what, I'm done with NCC, I'm looking for a church to pastor, the phone call will start coming in immediately. Got more time? I got 10 seconds left. So don't think I'm in here begging nobody to do nothing. What I'm saying to you is, do not miss the time of God. Do not miss the time when God is reaching out to you because here's what I know about the Lord. You will do something that seems insignificant that will be your calling tomorrow. I used to be poor and pastor would say, he said, hard can you teach Bible study? So I started teaching Bible study and I had to, to go study to teach Bible study. I realized I didn't know enough. So I went to school to teach Bible study. Watch this now. I don't know that God's preparing me. Me teaching 30 people in a Bible study becomes the catalyst for me starting this church. But I'm going to show you something. By the time I go to some of my Bible classes, I don't have to take the class. I sit through one class and say, man, I know this stuff. I ask for the test. I will take the test and get a higher grade than the people who sat through the class. Why? Because God was fast-tracking me. I believe that God is fast-tracking some of you, but you're sitting down. You don't know that your time has come. It's your time. It's time. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. 
It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. He said, Pastor, you don't, know what, you don't know what I'm coming out of? Let me tell you something. God heals his people as they go. Just be honest. Don't pretend. When they give you the mic the first time, don't pretend like the world revolves around you and that mic. You walk up humbly. I don't care if you tremble. Give God your best. He said to him, the time has come for you to lead these people. And God is saying to him, look, watch this. I know you're hurting. I know you depended on Moses. You have never, do you know that's the first time in scripture that God ever spoke to him? He had never heard God's voice before. He heard Moses. He'd be standing right next to Moses. And Moses said, the Lord just told me. And, and Joshua's going, I didn't hear because God wasn't talking to you. The first time he hear God speak, God says, Moses, my servant is dead, and your time has come for you to step up, to step up, to step up, to step up. You've sat down long enough. You've assisted long enough. It's time for you to step up. I'm going to tell you how it works. Right now, Greg. Tell you how it works. You're sitting back saying, well, I'm not going to serve at the church yet till I get my thing together. <laughs> you got it backwards. <laughs> the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what's best for the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. You're saying, God, add the things to me and I seek your kingdom. God says, no, you can't sit down and I step up. Watch this now. And the kingdom is suffering loss. Pursuing your own stuff, God says, no. He says, get up, stand up. It's your time. Watch this. And as you step in and you serve, God says, you don't have to chase it. You don't have to work for it. He said, I will add it to you. Here's what the Bible says. Israel for 40 years walked through the wilderness. Their shoes did not wear out. Their clothes didn't get old. Every single day, manna fell from heaven. A pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. No enemy ever got the best of them. Why? Because they, God, God ordered their goings out. He understood where their coming in was. I wish I had time. I don't have time to finish this today. This part one. There's so many other scriptures. So many. Transition is about being secure enough to stand on your own. To step into a vacancy because someone else left. Sometimes that's where you transition. You say, but I'm just, I'm waiting. How many of you feel transition in your heart? I sat down with, with a, the executive pastor of a church, a thriving church in Tampa yesterday. He came to our service in Atlanta. We went out to eat. And while we're sitting there, he says, he says Dr. Ramsey, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He said, what do you make of the equinox? I said, well, what do you mean? I said, because I, I study seasons and I know about the winter solstice and all these things. So what are you specifically saying? He said, well, the scientists are saying that, that this coming equinox in August, he said the earth is doing something that the scientists have never do, seen do before. I said, what's that? He says the earth is vibrating in a way it's never vibrated before. And they, and they say it's going to peak 
around August, for the, the, uh, three months after August, so August, September, October, he says that the earth is vibrating. And he says, can I ask you a question? I said, yes. He said, based on your theolo theological, theological knowledge, he said to me, he said, do you think that the earth is vibrating because there's so much unrest in the earth? Or do you think there's so much unrest in the earth because the earth is vibrating? And I sat there and I went, I do not know. But here's what it did to me. I started looking around the world. Started looking at the deception. I posted on Twitter last night that hell is real and Christians attacked me. Christians attacked me. Trying to get me to prove there's a hell. Things have changed. The earth, the Bible says in the book of Romans, is travailing nature. It's, it's travailing, looking for the sons of God to manifest. The earth is ripe, and we are sitting down. You know what we're saying to God? I am so hurt. And God says, the problem is, your goings out. You always look at, you always leave situations bad. You know what I see in the spirit? A bottleneck of people standing in front of doors that won't open. Why? Because God can't let them in. God doesn't talk about your goings in because your goings out are more important. Because when it's time for you to go in, God said, I don't open a door in the wilderness. I can open doors anywhere. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 8, he says, see, I've set before you an open door. It was in the midst of persecution. God said, I will open the portal right in the midst of when people try to kill you. You walk through that door and it ceases. But the saints of God, here we are knocking on doors and God is like, you cannot go through this door till I get your feet and your hands and your heart clean. I got a letter. It was a, maybe it was a, a voice note from someone that left here. Everybody said a long time ago. I, I can't tell you when, but I got a voice note and it starts out. It says, Pastor, I was going to write this to you, but it's too much. It's too long. I have to say this to you. And the person knows who he, who he is. And so I'm not going to call any names, but just know that I, I said it and it blessed me. And if you're watching by stream, I just, I'm, doing, I'm saying this to honor you, although they don't know who you are. The person said, when I was with you, I, I would come home. And my wife used to say, man, I see something different about you. She said, I think Pastor Ramsey good for you. And he said, I noticed the change in me. He said, God was doing something in me. He said, but then he left. And when he left, my heart was broken. My heart was broken not because he didn't leave wrong. It's just that I didn't know he was going. And I remember working through it. You ever been in a situation where you want, you want to be happy for people who are succeeding, but you're still hurt over the way they left you? Come on, don't, don't sit there. So, and I never say anything about it. I love, we, we talk all the time. But he wrote me and he says, he says, you know what? He said, man, I want to tell you something. He said, you changed my life. He said, don't stop doing what you're doing. He said, your words, just me being around you. He said, the things it did for me, he said, I just, I wanted to reach back and tell you thank you. Now watch this. Here's my response to him. I read it, and I, I typed this back to him. If today was my last day on earth, and I had one more text message to get, this is the one. Because it sums up the spirit of my life. 
Our goings out are jacked up. You are mad with people for doing what God told them to do. You're trying to get people to explain to you why they're doing what God told them to do. Because it don't make sense to you. That's why they killed the prophets. The prophets didn't know. The Bible said they didn't even know what they were talking about. They just said what God said. They did what God said to do. You get in the social media live and, 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 and calling out people and just trying to hurt people over something. They did what God told them to do. If God said he's downsizing something, let God do what he's doing. The kingdom is yours. The glory is yours. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say this. I'm about to help you out. Some of you need to leave and never come back. Let me tell you why. Because every minute you spend in here with a bad heart, you're only here to, to, to gather junk. You, you need to never come back. There's a move of God that's going to happen here. When all our hearts turn, when all our hearts change, when the blood that's on our hands of our brothers and sisters, when that is fixed, we're going to see God doing some things. The goings out of God are speaking right now. Let me tell you this right now. God is speaking to us. I hope you can hear the Lord. He's speaking to us. We have not handled our goings out properly. And it's affected our comings in. Some of you still waiting for a husband to come, but you're still mad at the last God that did you wrong. And God said, if I don't get your heart and your hands and your feet fixed, you're going to crucify the next person. Some of you asking God for a new job and you're still talking about your old job. You want to be connected to this church and you still hate your old pastor. You say, but they did me wrong. The angel of the Lord said to, said to Hagar, he said to her, he said, from whence comest thou? And where are you going? And she said, my mistress Sarah has been harsh to me. Here's what the angel of the Lord said. He said, go back to her and submit. You know why? Because she had left without the blessing. And the boy, the baby she was kept, the baby she had, the baby was still in her. She was carrying up the blessing of the Lord in her belly. And the angel of the Lord said, go back and submit. And she went back on to Sarah and Sarah was mean to her. But the baby was born, and 13 years later, it was, it was time for her to go. Watch this now. God told Abraham, send her. You know what your problem is? Many of you went out without ascending. The calling is not where the blessing is. Many are called. The, the, watch this. Many are called. It says It's not the calling. All of us are called. But here is where it works and where we get messed up you are chosen it doesn't mean you won't be chosen it means that whenever God is sending people out to do something he doesn't pick all the call he chooses a few and send them out at a time to do what they're called to do we don't mess this thing up hear the Lord some of you need to pick up the phone write a letter send a text send an email get your hands clean get your feet clean get your heart fixed if you have someone that's willing to dialogue with you and work it out, why are you still offended? Nobody ever taught me how to exit. Then tell me how to leave. Never had to. God called me to be a fighter. 
I taught my sons how to be fighters and my daughters. No one in my family fails. Failure does not run in my family. You know what runs in our family? Not knowing how to exit. And over these last five years, God has taught me a lot of things about myself. You know, you have no boundaries in your life. There are no fences. You let anything in. And then you get offended and you get hurt. The will of God for you. Hear me, saints of God. Go fix the stuff that matter. You say, I'm just looking at how I'm going to get in. No, 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 no. God's going to take care of the getting in. He will point you out of a crowd to the people that matter. Go back and fix your goings out. Let me leave you with 1 Kings chapter 3. Verse 5, one of you document where I stopped it today. I, I didn't finish it all. We're going to we're finish. If you want to, you can stand. It's 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, King James Version. I want you to watch this. Everybody standing with me if you don't mind. Forgive me. I know I kept you long. This is, did, you get, did this help? Anybody hear the Lord today? I'll show you something. Solomon should have never been king. The circumstances surrounding his birth was scandalous. He was the son of Uriah's wife. David the giant killer had slipped. It's a deep, dark narrative. But before that happened... David, who was known as the giant killer, had gotten into a fight with a giant. And one of the young men had to come and rescue him. He had lost a step. When it was time when the kings went to war, the men said, David, don't go with us. You lost a step. And instead of going in the power of God like he used to do, he stayed at home. You know the rest of the story. Fast forward, he's on his deathbed. Bathsheba hears that he's about to die and she gets with Nathan and they make their way in. When the guards see Bathsheba, they could stop her, but they never stop Nathan. Nathan clears the way. She goes in and she leans over his bed and she says, Sire, she said, Adonijah is seeking to make himself king. But you said Solomon will be king. The dying man of God in his dying breath says, bring the boy to me. They bring, they bring Solomon in. Nathan is there as the voice of God and they lay hands on him. They make him king. Noise goes out from the king's chambers. The king is dead. But Solomon is king. Transition happened in a room. It always works. When one thing is dying, nothing's being born. But the thing is, David was a giant slayer. He was a fighter. Never ran away from anything in his life. But the one time he exited wrong, he made a mess. Problem is, Solomon had never had a fight. Now he's king. His daddy's body is still warm. He makes his way to Gibeon after he puts his father in the tomb. And the Bible says, in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to him in a dream by night. And God said, ask me what I should give you. He said, you came here for a reason. The verse before said he off. God knew Solomon was serious when he killed a thousand bulls back to back. Blood is running everywhere. And God is looking and said, God, this, this is extreme. God is like, this is extreme. God comes out and said, what do you want? What do you want from me? And the next verse, the Bible says... Solomon said, Thou hast shown unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness that I has given him a son. 
to sit on his throne as it is this day. Look at verse 7. And he said, And now, O Lord God, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And as he said, I am but a little child. Watch the way he describes his immaturity. Look at it. He said, here's how I know I'm immature. He said, I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to come in. Lift your hands. Say with me. Say, Father, the important things in my life is not who I'm offended with. It's not what I'm holding on to. It's who I'm forgiving and what I'm letting go. I've been walking around in this barren land, in this wilderness, looking for my promise. And it seems like doors are closed. So I ask you today, teach me how to go out and how to come in that I may know how to conduct myself in your family. For the family of God in the earth is a great family. I'm honored that you adopted me and called me by your name. Moving forward, I will handle transition that will bring you honor and glory. I trust you to teach me these things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.